This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And it's a warm, warm welcome, as always, to the Kerry Dixon Show with me, Stanford Chidge, and, of course, your Chelsea legend, Mr. Kerry Dixon. How are you, sir? Sorry we missed each other last week, but uh, have you had a good week this week? Yes, uh, it's been uh, quite a good week. A um, bit of progress uh, in various areas, and not least Chelsea. Uh, progress in the League Cup, of course, uh, with an excellent, excellent win at Liverpool. Um, a good performance, not quite the result we required against Liverpool, and... Uh, and a good result, and once again, not quite the performance um, last night against Videoton. But uh, nevertheless, it all seems progress to me, and uh, and, and by and large, um, we carry on and look forward to the weekend ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. I think it's it. You know, it's right that we're we're positive, really, because it's been a, a good week, and we'll we'll talk more about that later. But I think we should crack on first with the. Uh, the game last night. We were both at the game. Uh, I was lucky enough to be. I was in. The, I was out of my normal seat yesterday. I was sitting with Dan Silver in the uh, in the west west lower. So that was a, an interesting change. But uh, I think I think the reality about the game, Kerry, is it, it was just a frustrating inability to finish, which is uh, what rankles most. I think. I mean, we had so many chances to score, and yet we we only managed to put the ball in the back of the net once, didn't we? Yes, it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying that has been the case because if you look at us during the season um, we've got pro- quite a good and positive <clears throat> goals for tally um, in most of the games it's just that um, last night was an opportunity for many people to score a few goals I at least expected three or four and it comes down once again to expectancy in each game where you get disappointment from um, it didn't It didn't happen it was a good opportunity for example for Alvaro Morata I mean I, I have said it on you know, anyone who listens to me knows where I stand on him at the moment and nothing's changed but it was an opportunity for him personally to 
possibly get a few goals and anyone else who fancied scoring a few goals just um, to get on the score sheet against a team that I do feel is going to be the worst in our group and it should have been the easiest game in the group and uh, it didn't turn out quite that way albeit we had loads of possession as you said loads of chances Morata finally scoring but he realistically should have had a hat-trick and you know possibly you know one or two other people could have had a few as well so it was an opportunity missed, I say, um, but we got the win and, you know, there's nothing to stop us, say, we're going out there and winning two or three because we are that far superior to them if we decide to finish our, what uh, the chances that our possession creates. Mm. I mean, it was, it was quite a bizarre performance from uh, Morata, I think. Uh, I mean, I mean, you know, he did score at the end of the day and it was, it was a great goal. I mean, my thoughts about that were that, uh, you know, he... He he looked like a player with with no confidence, and he looked like he was overthinking what he was doing. And then the minute uh, he got a a ball in where he had to rely on instinct, he put it away really well. I thought it was a quality goal, but I got that impression that he he just didn't have to think about it, and that's what helped. I mean, it, do you think there's a case to be made for that? I mean, you were a top striker, you know. It does instinct well, kind of outrank having to think about it too much. Well, people often say, you know, um, instinctive goals. Um, uh, are more easy. If it's an instinctive goal, it should be an instinctive person, really. You know, you, I don't think you can turn these things on and off. I feel that um, he has been in a bit of a, a rut in terms of goal scoring. I mean, he has got goals this season, um, albeit not many of them. Um, and if you go back to January, I suppose he hasn't, he hasn't scored too much since the back end of last year, but that's on a critical note. If you're on a positive note, you could say that the goal he scored last night might kickstart his season and he might go on from there and give him that bit of confidence that he requires. I really don't know. Um, I said before, everyone has, you know, I've got my doubts about the guy and everyone knows that. Um, I don't know if he'll crack it in the Premier League. Uh, he might be able to play, he might be able to get a certain amount of goals and he might just be a one in three, one in four finisher. Um, that's certainly not what Chelsea are looking for. We're looking for a bit more of a return from that considering he's replacing a bloke who pretty much guaranteed you 25 goals a season. Um, so, you know, Chelsea need more from that. Um, and he's going to have to improve if we're going to realistically challenge for the title. Or he's not going to play much part if we do challenge for the title. Yeah, I think that's that's absolutely spot on. I mean... It, I mean, here's the thing about Morata. I, I think I think he's got all the talent in the world. I really do. And 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 that runner form he hit at the beginning of his career for Chelsea tells me what a good striker he can be. Um, but I think it's all about his mentality. And I think that's the doubt that I have about him. You know, does he have the mentality to really succeed at the top level? And the reality is, as you said, for Chelsea, we need a striker, a world-class striker, who's going to guarantee you 20, 25 goals a season. And if you have a striker that can do that, you're going to be there or thereabouts when it comes to winning trophies. Um, I mean, you know, I said a minute ago, you know, it was a bizarre performance by him. He was moaning, whining, whinging to the referee, getting involved in argy-bargy with players. Apparently, I mean, you know, maybe with good reason. Apparently he got elbowed in the face and he lost a tooth. But, you know, what did you think of, of, of that side of his game last night? Well, I've always been a little bit critical of... Uh... That side of him in terms of playing in the Premier League and the rough and tumble, if you like. I mean, this is the Europa Cup, and you know you get you get a bit of rough and tumble pretty much everywhere. Um, I, if I, you know, I, I do feel he's more concerned about his look and 
listen, if he's lost a tough, goodness me, I don't know what he's going to be thinking next game. Um, I, I really don't know. It's part and parcel of the game. These things happen. It is a contact sport, although these days less of a contact sport. But you know, you, you've got to get in there and mix it. You got, this is this is the sort of thing. What happens? David Speedy lost four teeth. You know, you know, you, you take it on the chin and you move on. Um, he has to uh, expect these sort of things, and if it needs an elbow and a tooth to um, invigorate him and make him more determined, then bring it on every game. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, uh, you know, I, I interviewed Ron Atkinson many years ago, and uh, and Ali Brown actually, and and Ali was saying that uh, when the West Brom players used to run on the pitch. Ron would be waiting there, geeing them up, and and then he would quite often punch one or two of them in the stomach. <laughs> you know? And I asked Ron about that. He said, "Yeah, it was probably a bit out of order, but it worked because <laughs> it got them going." Yeah. So you know, maybe that's what he needs. Maybe some defender should clout him in the first minute every match. Look, bottom line is it's great. He scored a goal. I I really hope he turns it round because we we need him to do that. So fair play for that. Um, the other side of this, of course, I mean, you know, uh, Sarri picked. Uh, um, you know, a lot of players that, that haven't been getting uh, starts in the first team, um, you know, didn't really... I mean, he picked Ruben Loftus-Cheek, but he, he's not really playing much of the youth. And, and you know, he's still playing quite a few players who are playing in the first team. Um, so he's clearly taking it seriously, which I'll talk about in a minute. But, um, you know, again, like in the Carabao Cup, he had to send on Hazard to turn it round, which, of course, he did. But, you know... Is this fair on Eden Hazard? I mean, one gets the feeling that he needs a break and perhaps we're a bit over-reliant on him? We're definitely over-reliant on him. I've gone on record already and I fully believe it, saying he, he's playing world-class. Yeah. <coughs> he is world-class. He's certainly in the top five, maybe the top three um, players in the world. Um, he's the right age. He's hitting his prime. And, you know, he's arguably the best player in the Premier League at the moment. There'll be a few, one or two, that say other people and nominees put forward, but he's certainly up there. And he's integral to what we do. And no, it doesn't surprise me um, that we need to put him on. He changed the game at Huddersfield for me right at the start of the season. He's, he's been magnificent in loads of other games. Goals against Liverpool. Um, you know, he, he is the difference for us. We become an average side. I've said it before. Well, not average, but a little bit better than average, but not the force we are. Um, if he's not in the side. And, you know, he's the difference. But you could argue that Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi carried their sides. I'm not, not totally, but they were the difference in key games that they have been for 10 years. You know, this is the difference a world-class player in your regs makes. And, you know, it was a difference for us against Liverpool, uh, not perhaps in the second game, but, you know, he is the one that puts us on par with some and, and better than others uh, when he plays. And it's a tough game for us when he's not there. So, no, it's no surprise. Um, does he need a rest? Mm. Well, not really. I, I was a player once and I prefer to play than rest all the time. And I, I wouldn't like the idea of coming off the bench. But um, every now and again, so be it. But if I was even Hazard playing in the form he's in, I'd want to play every game. Mm-hmm. I think I think you're right, and I think we shouldn't worry about the fact that we're over reliant on Hazard. I mean, if if you've got one of the best players in the world, then of course you are. And I think that you, the point you make about Messi and Ronaldo for Barcelona and Real Madrid is absolutely spot on. I mean, you know, you wouldn't criticise them for being over reliant on Ronaldo or Messi. So I don't think that, that the same argument holds true for us. I think what is interesting is the fact that Sarri's clearly taking the competition seriously. 
uh, and the Caribou Cup, which I'm I'm pleased with actually because I think above everything else, I think you know Sarri needs to win a trophy. You know, this is a manager that hasn't won anything, and I think you know uh, I would I would like you know I would like to see him win a trophy, even if it's the Carabao Cup, as soon as he possibly can, because you don't want to end up in a situation that's developed at Spurs with Pochettino, and I think that's I think that affects them. The fact that Pochettino's never won a trophy, they haven't won anything for years and years and years, and I think it does affect them. So, you know, I fair play to him for taking it seriously in my book. You know, you want to win every game, and it's not necessarily a game to go and chuck all the youth in, is it? No, I, t- I totally agree. Um, you know, we're in we're in trophies to win them. If we're in trophies to blood the kids, and we're in trophies to um, try things out, then so be it. And we're only realistically playing for, um, let's say, two competitions, then. You know, Royal we and all these others just blood the kids say it and that's not going to be the case, but it will affect season ticket sales, it will affect ticket sales on the matches. Um, there's lots of other uh, criteria which goes with these games and uh, we need, you know, you need um, to be involved and you need to feel you want to win it and, and supporters need to feel you want to win them as well. So the competition should be taken seriously. I've always believed you're in them to win them and... Uh, let, you know, if we win the Carabao Cup and Europa League and finish in the top four, that's a good season for us. Yeah, totally agree. Right, let's go and look back at the uh, the game last Saturday against Liverpool. Massive game, of course. Um, I mean, it was a bit odd, really, because I, I left disappointed having seen us, you know, uh, concede a goal in the last minute. It's always disappointing. But actually, on reflection, I think that that was our best performance of the season, really. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Yeah, um, well, both performances were excellent. I think you know they, they, uh, they were saying about the, the one up there. Um, obviously, the hazard goal and the win, <laughs> the fact that it's Anfield um, made it all special. <clears throat> but they felt that Liverpool should have got some out of the game. I'm not so sure. Um, I thought for our performance and what we put into it, we would have better side slightly. And being the away team, it, it took a wonder goal to separate the two sides. The performance at home, I thought we were the better side and possibly deserved to win it. And, it. and it hurts you a little bit. Whenever a late goal goes in, not least by an ex-Chelsea player, but nevertheless, um, it does hurt. And possibly we deserve the win. But all games this season, it, I feel, is going to be are going to be tough against Liverpool. <clears throat> Pardon me. They are one of the title challengers, and and they're going to be up there with us. And uh, as I say, Eden Hazard has been the difference, um, positively in the first, and on on parity in the second. Um, long may that continue. If he's in, if he stays clear of injury, we are going to be up there fighting. Yeah, you're right. I mean, the obviously the goal in the Caribou Cup was absolutely unbelievable. I mean, that that's that's exactly what you want to see from Eden Hazard. An absolutely world class goal. Uh, but I thought the goal against uh, Liverpool on Saturday in the league game was pretty pretty good too. The build-up for that, and you know, people were criticising the goalkeeper. I can't think why. I mean, Hazard put that in the only place it could go in, and that was an absolutely superb effort. I thought. I mean, I would presume you would agree, Kerry. Yes, both goals, great goals. Um, you know, the one up there I thought was, you know, magnificent, um, and likewise at home, but. Um, it's just one of them I've never seen a bad goal that's the way I look at goals you know <laughs> um, that's just the way uh, you're talking to someone who, who, who prides himself on on any type of goal um, so you know the more players you beat the bigger angle I mean 
you know, the longer range, everything, the tapping, they're all great goals to me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I mean, you mentioned Sturridge. Uh, I mean, it was a great goal, and I, I think if he if he tried that another hundred times, he probably wouldn't manage to do it again. But uh, I, I won't guess the feeling. I mean, you know, were we unlucky, or, or was that goal, you know, really coming? I mean, if I'm really honest and take my blue tinted glasses off, you know, the goal was coming. I mean, we we had defended heroically, clearing off the line a couple of times, and that had quite a few chances. So, in a sense, it was coming. But I think. Were we unlucky, really, to concede in the last couple of minutes with a goal like that? Yeah, so lucky to concede, having got so far. But you were quite right. A draw was, uh, was a fair result on reflection of that game. Um, I felt we were slight, slightly the better side up at Anfield and just slightly deserved the win, and we got it. And I thought they were worth a draw in the home game. Um, and as I've said, I feel most of the games this season are, uh, are going to be close between us and them. It's not mm. going to be a 4-1, a 3-0. I think uh, one goal will decide most of it. When I look at the two teams and the way they play and, and the setup of, uh, of of what's in in both parties. Mm. I mean, the bottom line is actually, Kerry, what you're saying is that they're two very evenly matched teams. Um, and if if you believe everything you read in the press, which of course we don't, um, you'd think that Liverpool are the second coming of the Brazil 1970 side. So, you know, the, the fact that we're actually evenly matched, I think, says a lot. And I mean, I remember you and I talking a few weeks ago, actually, saying that, you know, we're going to play Liverpool twice in a week and that was going to be a real test as to where we are under Sarri at the moment. So, you know, what do you think those two games have told us? Well, they've told us exactly that we're capable of mixing it with the best this season. Um, and I fully believe that. that. That is the acid test. Liverpool twice, home and away. Um, Arsenal at home, beating them. Um, you know, Manchester United on the horizon. Um, I, you know, we're in we're in the mix as it stands. I, I, I think it, you know, without keep going on about the fella, <clears throat> it hasn't puts us there. And I do believe we become average without him. Yeah. Um, when I say average, I'm talking about eight, well, six to ten. Um, but with him in the side, we're in the top three, and yeah. that, that's what I believe. And the results so far have done nothing for me to uh, have, have uh, done nothing. To, um, to me, for me to detract my views on, on that situation. Mm. I mean, do you think do you think we might be in a squeak with the title, or is that a bit uh, getting ahead of ourselves? It's getting ahead at the moment. Um, if we if we're in and around it in February, um, January, February, um, when the window shuts, if we're still up in, in and around it where we are now, then I'll say we're definitely in with a squeak. Um, mm. Because it becomes then the run down to the title, and you know anything can happen. Injuries to key players at City or Liverpool. And if we're still in and around it and keeping the squad free of injury and suspensions and so on, yeah, yeah. every chance. Because uh, that's the way it is. Um, you can't have a situation whereby we have one or two poor poor months or one poor month as November has traditionally been, uh, well, it was a few years ago, uh, whereby we fall off the pace and, you know, let teams get away. Um, that can't happen. But if we continue in the vein we're doing, and I actually agree with Sarri's way, um, it fields a decent side. It's keeping players, you know, in the squad wanting to play, believing they can get in. They're going to get performances. They're going to get opportunities. And it's good for the squad. Um, there is the argument about playing kids in these competitions, but I'm actually a believer if the kid is good enough, he should force his way in. And I believe that you're in a competition to win them. So, you know, we're not a, we're not an academy. We're, we're a team... Um, Top one of the top teams in Europe, I believe, and you know we're not here to blood kids. Kids can go out if they're good enough; they force their way in. That's that's yeah. really my my view on it. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, and also the fact that we, you know, we are in with a squeak, but, you know, let's see where we are in, in February, November. But, um, I mean, actually, one thing I meant to ask you during the uh, the, the, the Mulvidi bit, um, you know, Loftus-Cheek got a good 60 minutes. Um, I thought he looked pretty good last night, I'll be honest with you. I mean, but, but what, what did you think of his performance? Okay. Okay. Not pulling yeah. up trees. Um, yeah. You know, You've got to be, got to, I've always said you've got to force people out. You've got to buy your performances. You've got to, you know, be better than the others. Is he, uh, is he that much better than Barkley, Kovacic, or is it Kovacic, um, whatever? Um, there isn't a lot between them. I think all three of them are doing average performances and okay performances as when they play. I, you couldn't name a performance by any one of them that was magnificent um, or, or, or great or match-changing. They're all doing a job and, and being part of a, a cog in a wheel, if you like. Yeah. Um, so we just rotate the three until we decide which one deserves the, the nod in most of the more uh, senior games, if you like. Absolutely. So the bottom line is, if you're good enough, you'll force your way in. It's that simple. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there, and it's not on TV. Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right. Uh, bringing us back down to earth a bit, we've, uh, we've got Southampton away. Uh, on Sunday, usually my favourite away game of the season, because of course I come from down that part of the world. Uh, so uh, for me, it's a bit of a grudge match with most of my mates from school having supported Southampton. Uh, sadly, I won't be there, Kerry, largely for uh, reasons of not not getting my act together to get a ticket. And of course, the trains are all screwed as well, apparently. And I've also got to do four hours radio with you and Thomas on Sunday on Love Sport. Uh, for the breakfast show, and he, he of course is a Southampton fan, so that should be fun. So I've got a bit of an interesting day, but there you go. Um, 
So, um, I mean, you used to play for them, didn't you? Of course, I forget that when you when you when you left us and and, and Luton. But uh, let's get into the match first. Who starts for you? I mean, is he gonna? He's probably gonna revert right back to uh, his usual starting eleven, I would imagine, Kerry, wouldn't he? Which I would imagine means that uh, Pedro's likely to start. I would have thought, in, in place of William. Um, but it's the age-old question: Morata or Giroud? Yeah. Um... Giroud, again, for me, I'm afraid. Morata, <clears throat> you could argue his goal should give him a kickstart, but why should Giroud continue to be the scapegoat? It's pretty obvious that two of them are, are battling for that position, and he, he might rotate or um, stay with one for a particular time if their run of uh, performance uh, warrants it. But, you know, at the moment, Giroud is being part of a team, pretty much the same as, you know, the Kovacic Barkley situation. Pedro situation um, they're all part of a, a side that's, that's winning games and, and, and doing well and they're all putting their bid in and it could be argued that Morata was part of that at the start of the season but one or two iffy performances from the team and him in general uh, meant that Giroud is just in front and I, I think Giroud is just in front at the moment um, and I think he will get the nod I hope he gets the nod it's an away game um, he's he's better suited Physically, I feel, for these away games. And, you know, I think the team will function more. He takes a bit of weight off some of the people around him, more than Morata does, who might offer a little bit more of a goal threat um, in terms of his movement. But, you know, I think Giroud leads the line better. And I, I, I think he, he's better suited to the likes of Hazard, Pedro, William, etc. So I think Giroud will get the nod for me. Mm. Of course, the other thing is, um, you know, I was there at the away match last year when we won 3-2 and it was Oliver Giroud. Who, who scored two goals, absolutely turned the game around. It was a fantastic performance by him uh, and which kind of underlined the contribution that he made to the back end of that season. So I, I think for that alone, it would be good to see him start again. Um, you know, Maurizio Sarri's come out, I mean, after the last Europa League Cup game, he, he was moaning a bit about having to play from Thursday, you know, th- playing Thursday and then playing again on Sunday, which is, you know, what we're going to face all season with the Europa Cup. Um do you think it really makes any difference? I've got to be honest. I, I, I think it's a bit of a lame excuse myself, but I'd be interested to hear what you think. Well, yeah, I mean, managers use um, excuses. It's got to come down to excuses for, for various defeats and various poor performances. And they've got to come up with something for the press. Competition, the playing in, team selection, substitutions, what they do, are all poor excuses. Um, at the end of the day, you're in a competition, try and win it, put out the side you can win it, anything else, um, then you're open to criticism, as quite rightly should be, it goes with the territory, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I think we're in every competition to win them, um, and the manager, he knows he's the scapegoat, because he's also the hero when you win things, so, you know, I, I really do think that there's, there's no question to answer. Mm, absolutely, I couldn't agree more. Uh, now, um, just before we get into talking about Saints a bit, um, you know, currently uh, we are unbeaten in all competitions so far this season. In fact, I think we're the only unbeaten team of all 92 league teams. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the season, Kerry? Well, not me. Um, yeah, me I, thought it could be a tough se- I thought it could be a tough season for us. And, you know, <clears throat> pleasantly surprised or, or greatly surprised um by the start we had and you know I have to say no may it continue uh, I, 
I didn't. I, I had my doubts about the centre forward position. I thought Giroud could do it, but coming back from the World Cup, you know, I thought he might. You never know with how players will react and what their performances will be like coming back from World Cups. I've been to one myself, and I know it becomes pretty grueling. But as it turns out, you start to look at the players who have been to the World Cup. Hazard is just continuing his form from the World Cup. He's playing the best football ever. Harry Kane at Tottenham, who didn't have a great World Cup, but ended up top scorer in it. So I can't knock that too much. There aren't too, there aren't too many players that can say they, they are that. He's done OK. His performance has not been brilliant, but he, he's ticking over in terms of goals. And, you know, it, it's affected some and not others. Um, I, I, I think Sarri's done really well so far. And I'm starting to like his approach to management and the way he is at Chelsea. I think he could well be successful. He's not forcing Eden Hazard to do this pressing, um, but he's somehow moulding the side and getting it to be coherent and work with Hazard in the side and, and be the jewel in the crown. And it's working. So if it's not, don't fix it. I'm sure Sarri won't. And uh, we've got some trophies for him this season. He seems to have, uh, you know, a, a quite a soft touch in a sense. I mean, he, he he's quite conciliatory, and and one thing that really does come across uh, is that they're a, they're a happy team. You know, they're playing for him, they're playing for each other, and he's got a real kind of bond going there, which I think is really interesting. But you know, he's sli- he's quite an, he, he's slightly older than Conte. He's a bit kind of you know, there's quite a paternalistic view, and I, you know, just po- the thought that just popped into my head, um, you know, was was John Neal a bit like that? Yeah, well, John Neal was uh, fairly paternal, if you like. He, he managed in a different way. But I really don't believe that um, what type of manager and age and experience um, makes it any better. Otherwise, everyone would have an old manager <coughs> and, and and do it that way. You look at Jose, he's an ex- the manager who's won trophies up, up the road, but he's lost the dressing room. I know you'd have liked Conte last season. Um, Better, he's a young manager, but he'd lost. He'd lost the dressing room. It's not going to happen. Pochettino's a young manager at Spurs, still not won anything. And yet, Wenger, who's an older manager at Arsenal, for example, um, has won things and you know, lost it, got it, lost it, lost it. Um, it there's no criteria that makes it work. Um, the only criteria is if it works, and, and Sari works at the moment uh, mm. for us. I like his approach, and you know, I, I think there's trophies in this uh, approach yeah. as well. I, I think it's a good approach. I think the appointment's good so far. So, all the cliches are coming out today, the food is in the pudding. And you know, he's got to win something, and I'm sure at the moment what I'm seeing uh, will bring fruition, will come to fruition. And I, I think he'll win something this season. I, I, I certainly do. Yeah, I was kind of thinking, you know, in a, in a way. I mean, you know, John. It's, I think it's not so much age; it's more attitude, isn't it? And and I think Sarri's a bit. You know, as I said, he's got a lighter touch. You know, he's, he looks like an arm around the shoulder type of manager. But you know, because of his age and his maturity and his wisdom, if you like, he probably doesn't have to shout and rant and rave too much. But you know, a look might just be enough. You know. You're not going to mess with him, but you know he's he's going to put an arm around you, and he's a bit, as I said, he's he's, he's quite inclusive and and considerate. And that that's why I thought of John Neal, because that's all the things I've heard about John. Were that it, you know he was quite a genial bloke, wasn't he? Lovely, you know, quite soft. He's, he's from the northeast, wasn't he? So quite a soft accented northeastern bloke. You know, I just wondered if there was a comparison there. If you see what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't know, sorry, to make that comparison, um, but 
I, I hear what you're saying, and you know I understand what you're saying, and you know certain people and, and lots of people will respond to that type of attitude rather than the more abrasive mm. one. Um, I, I, I like the way he is, and uh, as I say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And it's not broke at the moment for Sarri, and he must love his staff to management, and he's certainly not going to be tampering around and, and doing things which upset players and leave them out. I, I, I don't see kids playing in too, or too many kids playing in these competition. I see Chelsea approaching it in a manner which the squad is. And, you know, squad players will get games in these. And uh, as, as I've said before, um, kids might have to wait a little bit longer. But I love his approach and uh, I hope it continues again. Yeah. And of course, they both loved and played attacking football, which is what we also love as well. So, you know, may it continue. Now, as I said, we've got Saints on uh, on Sunday. I mean, Saints' form has been patchy, as you wouldn't be surprised to hear. They're sitting 16th in the league. They've only won once, which was Palace away, 2-0. And they've drawn two, lost four, most recently losing against uh, Liverpool, where they lost 3-0, and Wolves, where they lost 2-0, both away. Um but, you know, as with every single Premier League side, they can't be taken lightly. And I've noticed that Danny Ings, who uh, who's a Southampton lad, actually, but uh, has returned to them, he's scored four goals so far this season. He's a good striker, and so he's on form. So, you know, it ain't going to be a pushover, is it? No, I don't believe it'd be a pushover, but it, I do believe that uh, it, it's one of them games that possibly... I said Liverpool will test you whether we're a side that's capable of mixing it at the top. Um, Southampton will be a side that will prove are we up to it mentally because it's a game that if if we've decided we can mix it at the top we have to win um, if mm. it's Manchester City versus Southampton everyone say roll them over and I, I suppose most of the neutrals looking at this fixture will say Chelsea will win um, and that's the way it should be if we are a side which the league table suggests we are and we should win and take three points it won't be a pushover but uh, normal services will be resumed if, if all goes to plan. Uh, games are not won on paper. Southampton will try and prove something. We got, you know, Mark Hughes again and Eddie. They, it seems they turn up with different different clubs against us over the years, and you know they will always want to beat Chelsea, one of their former clubs. And there's lots of situations which will make Southampton think they can win it. But uh, the reality is, Chelsea will be favourites, and I expect them to win. Well, indeed. And the other thing, of course, is that if we do win, uh, Man City are playing Liverpool uh, in the afternoon. Uh, so if we, well, you know, we, we, if, if one of those teams wins, we're going to go above one of them, if you see what I mean, because they're both on 19 points and we're on 17. So, you know, like you said, if we want to be in the mix, we've got to go and win this. Um, so the big question is, Kerry, um, how will we win it and will we win it? I think we will win it, of course. Uh, how will we win it? I, I don't know, and it doesn't really matter. Um, it could be a penalty decision. It could be a wonderful performance again from Hazard. It could be a, could be a worldie from Morata. I, I mean, I, I really don't know how we're going to win. Um, I feel we will win. Um, we're stronger in most departments. Having said, you know, if we was to take Hazard out and I said we'd become an average side, I think Southampton are in this, uh, that sort of area. Uh, between a uh, bottom half side and, and we would be a, a six to ten side. So you know, if, even if Eden Hazard wasn't there, um, I feel we would win. Um, with him there, you know, I think we'll definitely win. But uh, even um, looking at the tarot cards or looking into the mystic ball, I still can't tell you how we're going to win. 
Oh, there we go. There, there speaks the supporter in you, Kerry. So you don't you don't care if it comes off somebody's ass in the last minute as long as we bring home the three points, which is absolutely my sentiments too. I think we're going to win. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go three one. I think I'm going to go optimistic this weekend. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, everyone, we both and every other supporter, if we ever ask these questions, always these days seem to say one. Something one. No one says something <laughs> yes, nil. They do. Um, you know, 3-0, 4 nil. There was a time over the seasons gone by, you say predict Chelsea, 2 nil, 3 nil, 3 nil, 4 nil. Everyone seems to say one these days. Uh, that's an interesting one. And, uh, but I'm going to agree with you, 3 1. Hmm. There we go. Lovely to be in agreement and accord with you as always, Carrie. Um, before we go, um, a final plug for your, uh, your event next Saturday, as in week on Saturday. Uh, international weekend, of course, isn't it? With uh, Dixon and Speedo's event on Saturday, the thirteenth of October, which is at the Holiday Inn in Shepparton, Felix Lane, and it kicks off at half past seven. VIP tickets are thirty quid, including a meet and greet and a framed photo to take away with you, uh, you and Kerry and uh, David Speedy. And uh, standard tickets are twenty quid. And you can contact Steve on oh seven seven three nine one seven six four one nine, or you can get them online at All In One. Dot events. Looking forward to it, Kerry? Yep. Um, it's interesting, as I've said before, Speedo is a character. Don't know what he's like uh, performing on stage or in front of a crowd, but I know what he's like in front of 40,000 or 60,000, etc. But uh, in front of 100 or so, um, with a bit more privacy, um, who knows what uh, performance he might put in, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, I, I suspect there might be a few fireworks, which would be great fun. So I'm gonna, I can't make it myself, but I'm going to wish you massive luck with that. I'm sure it'll be a cracking evening. Uh, if, if, if you haven't got a ticket, and I presume there are one or two still available, go and go and get one. To go and see Kerry and Speedo in action again in that kind of setting would be fantastic. So uh, go and get a ticket, basically. Right, mate, that's enough from us, I think, this week. Uh, you and I will hopefully reconvene next week, but uh, until then, enjoy the weekend, mate. Uh, have a, you know, best of luck for the game on Sunday, and uh, we'll speak next week. Cheers, mate. Have a good news, sir. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.